Fantastic. Uh, we're back. Uh, we're listening to some Pink Floyd. Thanks for the rock and music, DJ David. I appreciate it. How we doing, everybody? Welcome to Fantastic's Comedy Clubhouse. Yes, thank you. The listening audience doesn't need to know that there's not that many of us if all of you clap super loudly. It's all good. The acoustics are built to lie to the listening audience. It's an amazing place. I love it here. Uh, Usually at Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse, we sing the Pamtastic's theme song. I'm going to mix it up a little bit. Uh, I was trying to pick a song that everybody knows, and we can only really come to one consensus. I think you guys know it, so just sing it along with me. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, a lot of people statistically. Happy birthday to you. Oh, I feel welcomed now. This is nice. This feels really good. Pam, I hope you're having fun getting drunk with rich people. Hopefully not talking too much shit about rich people. As Pam is wont to do, I'm going to honor her at some point this night and just yell at everybody. I hope you're prepared for it. I want you to be ready. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, a little about myself. Uh, I have been working out and gaining weight, not in like a pumping iron to try to buff up kind of way, but in a like I'll go jogging in the morning and then eat three cheeseburgers for lunch kind of way. Like jogging builds confidence and confidence leads to inability to stop eating cheeseburgers. Apparently, I don't know why. Uh, I went to. I was thinking I have this exercise strategy where like I'm almost exactly two miles from a subway. So I thought like, what if I just jogged a subway and ate there and slowly over time drop hints that I should be their new spokesman. Just get my sandwich, be like, oh man, what a good workout. Lose weight because of self-esteem at Subway. I don't touch kids. Oh man, this is delicious. What an amazing sandwich. Have I mentioned I don't touch kids? Just really subtly try to work my way in there. Uh, this is what happened instead though. I only tried it once and I made it two doors past Subway where there was a Hawaiian drive-in and I got a teriyaki cheeseburger. 
And the guy was so confused. He saw me come in clearly having just jogged like I had gym shorts on and I was sweating a lot. And I ordered a cheeseburger. He's like, what are you doing? What's happening? Did you just rob enough to get a cheeseburger? And then this is what are you doing with your life, kid? This is also a sad thing. I, this is a reward for me. I thought it's like a reward for running. I'd go the other way to the pond instead of to Subway where there were ducks, and it's like a nice scenic thing. It's almost like meditation to sit there and feed ducks and geese. You, uh, you try to slowly feed them and build up confidence, and over time, they'll eat right out of your hands. And I figured if I can get a goose to eat out of my hands, then in three months when my food stamps run out, I could grab it, and that'd be like at least two more weeks of dinner. So I put bread in a, in a paper bag, and I put it in my pocket, and I set off on my jog. And I got about halfway towards the ducks, and I got very hungry, and I stopped jogging, and I ate the bread. Um, I ate all of it, and I felt terrible. And I felt even worse because I'm like, I'm not going to litter on top of eating duck's bread. I'm going to throw this away. But the first trash can didn't come until I was within sight of the ducks. And I like the ducks just saw a human walk up, pull out what, a bread that clearly is meant for – a bag that is clearly meant for bread. They're like, oh, fucking bread time. And then I just threw it away in front of them. And I don't know if you've ever disappointed waterfowl before, but I feel like they've got sad eyes. Like, they've got some of the saddest eyes in the animal kingdom. I really let a whole bunch of birds down that day. The first time I actually made it all the way over to them, uh, I was feeding the birds, and I got to, like, two or three slices left, and I realized one of the birds uh, perhaps had remembered the first day where I threw the bag away in front of him, and he pooped on me. And I know you've heard the phrase, don't bite the hand that feeds you. I don't feel like we need to tell you don't poop on the hand that feeds you. That doesn't even need to be a phrase, you guys. You could take any phrase and just assuming pooping is just as bad as whatever the metaphor is. Don't kill two birds with one poop. That's not, don't poop a gift horse in the mouth. Like, they all apply. Thank you, David. I asked David to turn his mic on just to hear the one laughter every once in a while. It's nice of him. He's not a co-host so much as a laugh track for me. It's pretty sweet. I feel like I was funnier to David when he was on acid, though, last week, and that's kind of disappointing. I don't, sober David doesn't like me as much. It's like, uh, is that what you were saying? Damn. Here's what I learned by, about myself when... I was feeding a duck and it pooped on me. I learned that Clay Newman is not above passive aggressively eating a bunch of bread to prove a point to ducks, you guys. I am not above that. They had to know. You don't fuck with people. They're lucky I wasn't eating them. Should have been making a duck sandwich with that bread. I have the right. Top of the food chain. Give it up for people. Yeah. Human pride. I don't know why we haven't started taking out species yet. Like, why, like, how fucking strong is PETA that we're not allowed to come up with something that kills all the mosquitoes? That has to be super easy. That has to be just, like, just some chemical you could put in Mountain Dew. Like, we don't even know what's in there. That when the mosquitoes drink it, they just explode. That would be great. 
Well, the, yeah, I've tried the flexing and killing the mosquito thing. Have you heard that? Where, like, if you try to flex while a mosquito is drinking your blood, you can, like, force a bunch of blood into it and it pops. And sometimes it works. And sometimes you have to be like, oh, not only did a mosquito bite me, but I found out I'm not even strong enough to kill a mosquito. All right, that's enough out of you. Just laugh, all right? You laugh and you play your damn music, David. Skunks, too. We could get rid of all the skunks, and I'd be all right with that. They don't need to exist anymore. There's only one fucking animal that sprays stinky pee at you. There's only one. Why can't we just take it out, and that's not even a thing anymore? A skunk almost got me the other day. I came out of my house, and it was just coming at me. It was running, like not in like a fun, sexy, Pepe Le Pew kind of way, but in a like, I'm going to make you stinky kind of way. It was coming at me. And humans have fight or flight responses, right? You could either fight or you could flee. And I found out I have a third thing, which is not fighting or fleeing. I instead froze up and yelled, fuck you. And that was it, that I just stood there until the skunk left. It did leave. It did work in my defense. The skunk was like, oh, negative energy, and then ran away. So I've just had weird luck with animals in my life. Uh, gorilla at the San Francisco Zoo threw poop at me when I was a little kid. That's a true story. That's a real thing. Uh, it wasn't like, it wasn't like splat. It was hardened, painful poop. It was even worse than wet poop. It was like, it was rock-like poop that the gorilla threw at me. Uh, and I knew it could have been dirt, but I knew it wasn't because I smelt it before it hit me. Like, the whole thing was very surreal. I thought I was doing a cool thing. When you're nine and you make eye contact with a gorilla and it's responding to your eye contact, you're like, oh, shit, I am one with nature. This is fucking amazing. This gorilla and I are, oh, what's he doing? No. It was really traumatic. It would have been, I think, even more traumatic. And I think the reason I'm the man I am today is because my parents handled it in such a cool way. This is what they did, you guys. Their firstborn, their baby, got hit in the face with a large animal's poop. And they laughed <laughs> so hard. They've, I've never seen my parents that happy in my entire life. That was the hardest they laughed. It was so good. The, the rest of that vacation, anytime me and my sister were just fighting in the hotel room, with like, would you guys knock it? You know what? Clay had a gorilla get thrown. But gorilla throw poop at him. This is a good trip. This is actually a pretty good trip after all. Every time they fought, they think like I think the gorilla throw poop at me held their marriage together for like four more years. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. Well, this is about as funny as comedy gets right here. I think we could say that we're at like the peak of comedy. Uh, I appreciate you guys hanging out and let me work out my stupid animal jokes. It really is sad that, like, you can tell what a lot of comics are up to in their lives. You're like, oh, man, this guy just got dumped. He's telling breakup stories. You're like, oh, this, this lady just got a new job. She's talking about working as a doctor. With me, it's like, does he just get high and watch animals? Is that all he does? This is really sad. But it... Really means a lot that you guys hang out. It's the reason that we're able to do this. I don't get the 
option of rehearsing. I don't get to practice this. Like, like if I was a guitarist and you weren't here and I was playing my song, it would be called rehearsal. But as a comedian doing what I do, if you weren't here, this would be called schizophrenia. Do you realize that? This would just be me in a room by myself talking. My roommate was a guitarist. My old roommate was a guitarist. And uh, I'd, I'd wake up to beautiful music. I'd wake up to him just rocking out in his room. And it was so cool. And he would have to go to sleep to me in the bathroom being like, why did my dick cross the road? To get, no, that's dumb. Um, <laughs> why did the road cross my dick? No, that's not it either. But I really do think it's leading somewhere. And I, I like to believe that um, someday you guys aren't going to be watching Comedy Central, and maybe you'll think to yourselves, hey, I wonder if Clay Newman's watching Comedy Central, too. Maybe, you guys. Maybe I can afford cable by then. Who knows? Uh, you know what? I am merely your host for the night, which means you get to watch me get more drunk. Yeah, fun for you guys. Uh, it also means that it only gets better for here because we got a lot of great comics on the lineup. This first dude, I'm happy to get him on. He, uh, uh, you have like the spiciest Latino name in the world. It is really fun. You sound like you play a mean shortstop. Uh, this guy is fucking fantastic. I'm excited to see him do his thing. As always, give it up for Elio Aponte. Yeah, it only gets better from here, guys. <laughs> you know how you got your headliner at the end? And the deer eat the headlines at the beginning. So it just goes with it. How you doing? How's it going, guys? You guys having fun over here? I was just driving around, you know, this last couple of weeks around town. And you get to see a lot of shit when you drive around, in this city especially. Like I've seen, uh, but you see a lot of honest people also, which is encouraging, you know. Like I met this honors hooker the other day, and I asked her how much, and she told me eight. That's the price for guys. So a hooker in a tenderloin, the going rate is eight. That's pretty expensive, guys. I can't afford eight. I don't know about you guys. Magic Johnson can afford eight, but I don't know if anybody here can really afford it, so. That's public announcement number one right there. <laughs> She's just FYI for the little kill for the children. Um, but yeah, man, I was driving around and this lady, you know, she tried to make a pass at me. I guess she was trying to lift my Uber or something. You know, she really did try that. <laughs> but daddy, <laughs> put a stop to that. <laughs> it's not only that I'm a intellectual hooker here on the stage, but I'm apparently a prostitute on demand when I'm driving. Those are just facts. I've been uh, looking for illegal shit. I don't know about you guys. I've been looking for 100% cotton socks and nothing. I can't find them, man. It's crazy. I got to ask the guy they're selling cocaine. Nothing doesn't have 100% cotton socks. I've been to stores. All they do is they sell socks. Can you believe they have the 100%? Nope. Not 100%. Like, this store sucks. I mean, literally. It's a suck store that sucks. <laughs> yeah, how come you don't have 100%? You know, what the hell? If I want mushrooms, oh, sure, no problem, mushrooms. But what about 100% socks? I don't know, just different, different uh, priorities that I have going on right now. <laughs> just finding socks. Shit. Finally got some delivered from overseas. Go Canada. 
That's the most American way, probably. It's ordering something from overseas. Yeah. I don't know if you guys uh, took advantage of the $600 that uh, Bush gave everybody. I don't know if you guys did anything to stimulate the economy. I mean, I got a PlayStation. So that was uh, Japan's economy that I stimulated, man. You got to do what you can. Uh, let's see. What else can I tell you guys? Um, yeah, I think that's my time for now. That's enough. All right, I'm done. It's getting harder every day. Keep it going for Elio. Oh, man. You just made me want to watch more Narcos. I am stuck on that show. That accent's like, ah, somebody owes somebody some money right now. Uh, this next comic... I feel like he could be one of the people that gets in trouble on Narcos. Like, you could be somebody that gets turned and sells coke in America. Like, I could see you, like, piloting a coke plane. Um, we'll talk after the show. We'll talk business. All right, we can get something going. Uh, this guy's hilarious. I'm a big fan. Give it up for Greg Gettle. Yeah, man. If, the, if you know a place that's hiring, uh, I will take that gig. Uh, how are we doing, everyone? Doing good? Uh, do we have any SF locals in the house tonight? Yeah? Awesome, man. Right on. I just like asking that question to find out who in the audience hates me. <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, I'm not from here. I was, on, I was on the bus the other day. And I had a lady screaming at me. She's like, you're ruining our city. And it's like, I understand your frustration, man. But like, I'm a Segway tour guide. <laughs> Pretty sure I'm not the problem. Uh, uh, but, I, but thank you for yelling at me. I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, I, I lo- I've been here for a year. I love this city. I absolutely do. I love, I love the food here. I love the people. Uh, I was at the, uh, Dolores Park the other, other week and... Uh, I was smoking weed with a couple of Hispanic guys, and I found out there's at least one cultural difference between uh, white people and Hispanics. Uh, yeah, Hispanics actually give a shit about their cousins. <laughs> Isn't that crazy, white people? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Blew my mind, too. Yeah, I was like, we just have to do a little better than ours at Christmas, but uh, <laughs> right on, man. Uh, no, man, I, like I said, I'm new to the city, man. I've been here for about a year. I moved here from Chicago. And uh, the city's changed me a little bit. Uh, for example, I just got out of my first polyamorous relationship. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't know it was polyamorous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a very San Francisco way you found out you got cheated on. Uh, <laughs> so that was cool. <laughs> yeah, man. I've also, since, since living in the city, I've uh, been taking a lot more acid. <laughs> Yeah, you guys got great acid here. And the last time I was doing acid, uh, I, was, I, I, was, I live in Pacifica, and I was, like, tripping out on the beach. And uh, you see a lot of crazy things when you're on acid. Uh, but the craziest thing I ever saw on acid uh, was my brother's wife cheating on him. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty crazy. <laughs> I was, like, walking by a car, and I saw her making out with a guy. And there was, like, a plate full of Coke on the dashboard. <laughs> And she was like, don't tell your brother. 
And I was like, yeah, okay, <laughs> sure. So then I told my brother, I actually opened with that. <laughs> and uh, now they're getting divorced. Yeah. So I guess it's true what they say. Uh, drugs ruins lives. <laughs> Just not my life. <laughs> I'm doing all right. I'm a Segway tour guide for Christ's sake. So <laughs> clearly killing it. Now, a lot of people, a lot of people ask me, like, who would fucking want to take a Segway tour? Because it's a very touristy thing, you know? But I understand it. You come to San Francisco, you want to do touristy things. Like, when I first moved here, I, I did a lot of touristy things. Like, I, know, I went to the Fisherman's Wharf. You know, I crossed the Golden Gate Bridge. I got my first happy ending. <laughs> yeah. You guys ever done that? Yeah. You, yeah, you, yeah, it's a great time, man. Yeah. The place I went to is called the Happy Ending Palace. <laughs> And I was like, I'm pretty sure they do that there. <laughs> and so I, I, I look at the hours. It's open from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. I went at 10 a.m. because I didn't want to be that 10 p.m. guy. <laughs> I get one more before I'm home, honey. It's like, ooh, you know, like just, just wash up. I'll see you in the morning. <laughs> so I went there at 10 a.m. And I got this lady. Uh, she was like 50 years old. <laughs> and a lot of people think that would be like gross. But like, but to me, that was experience points. <laughs> like... She's been doing it for a while. It was the best hand job I ever got. She jerked me off. I climaxed. And then she gave me a hug and a candy. <laughs> pretty, pretty good time, man. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Man. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a single guy, guys. I uh, talked about that. I, uh, I just started doing online dating. Uh, yeah, you guys ever made that mistake? <laughs> Not cool. And... <laughs> Yeah, and by and by joining these uh, websites, I uh, I realized I'm a lot uglier than I thought. <laughs> yeah, there's only so many times you can change your profile pic before you're like, nah, I'm pretty sure it's my face. <laughs> pretty pretty sure that's it. No, I blame it. I blame my confidence on my mom. She gave me too high of confidence. It's because, like, I remember when I was growing up as a kid and we'd get the yearbook and my mom would look through the whole grade and then she would look at me and say, you're the cutest kid in the whole class. And then I looked at that same yearbook. I was, like, the eighth cutest kid on page six. <laughs> like, I was an ugly kid, man. So, I don't know. I've been doing, I, I've been doing dating. I'm not good at dating. Well, at least I'm not, I'm not good at online dating. Or at least I'm not good at uh, sober dating. <laughs> you guys ever done that? It's, it's not fun, man. It's like I got there and like she, she was like, where do you see yourself in five years? What kind of college did you go to? And it, and it, fe it felt like a job interview. It felt like a job interview for a job that I knew I wasn't going to get. <laughs> like she was not into it. But it was just so boring. It was just all, there was so much small talk and like, I don't know, I feel like we should implement cocaine on the first date. <laughs> for, for numerous reasons. One, it's cocaine. Clearly, I'm doing okay in life. <laughs> like, this isn't ditch weed. Like, it's cocaine. Like, clearly, I got connections. And, like, two, like, like small talk. Like, do you know how many times the weather's brought up on cocaine? <laughs> Zero. <laughs> Which is why it's a great fucking drug. Because there's better things to talk about, you know? But I just find out you find out way more about the person in a faster time. Like, for example, like how many sober hate, how many sober dates would you have to go on with someone 
to find out how racist they are. Like 10, 15, three years of marriage. But on cocaine, you find that out in an hour. <laughs> Which is a great, yeah, narcos. Yeah, man, it's a great drug, yeah. So what I'm saying is, do cocaine, drink alcohol, smoke weed on the first date. Like, find out about that person. And if you're into heroin, wait for date two. <laughs> yeah. It's not cool to nap on people before we get the appetizers. <laughs> very, very rude. No, man, sometimes I think about, think about uh, getting sober. Yeah. Usually happens in the usually happens in the morning. <laughs> it's usually when that thought crosses your mind, my mind. But do you guys ever watch that show Intervention to see if you're that bad yet? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's nothing better than watching that show and and having a beer and realizing you got a couple of years still. You know, it's a it's a great moment. But a lot of people that go on these shows they have rock bottoms, and like some of the more popular rock bottoms on the show, it's like I dropped out of college or I lost the kids. Or I started sucking dick. Like, it's always a big one. And to me, I don't understand why sucking dick's a low point. Yeah. Because to me, it just seems like you're getting your head on your shoulders with your whole drug problem. Because you're addicted to that drug. You're going to get that drug. But either you work eight hours at a bullshit job to get high, or you just suck a guy's dick for ten minutes. Like, financially... In time management, it's like, suck that dick, you know? It's, it's kind of a work smarter, not harder kind of idea. <laughs> yeah. I, I told that joke recently at a venue where they're streaming the show live on, online for the world to see. And uh, my parents from Tampa Bay, Florida, caught the show. <laughs> and they overheard that last joke. <laughs> And my dad stood up screaming, he's a faggot! He's a faggot! He'd rather suck dick than work! <laughs> and the thing is, guys, my dad loves gay people. He just hates laziness. <laughs> All right, guys, my name is Greg Gettle. Thank you so much. Give it up for Clay Newman, guys. Gregory Gettle! Oh, man, you know, I always, that just made me realize, Greg, in my head, I always kind of assumed that drug dealers were doing well, but how well can you be doing if you have to have, like, an open-door dick-sucking policy at your job? Like, if I'm, if I'm running a sandwich shop and I have to let people suck my dick to get a sandwich, I think I'd just be like, no, man, it's $6, like... I got three more customers with $6. Don't suck my dick right now. It can't always be good. How many drug addicts would be like, yeah, suck that. I just feel bad for heroin dealers is what I'm saying. You guys, they're not doing good either, y'all. Uh, this next comic is doing good. He doesn't have to suck anybody's dick. Um, I feel like if there ever was some shameful comedy dick sucking, you'd be on the receiving end of it. But you'd feel bad because you're a gentleman. Uh, this next guy, you'd be happy to wind up on his casting couch. Give it up for Michael Brandon. And the ocean Woo! He is right, man. I don't have to suck dick. I choose to, man. It's just. <laughs> 
Just good. Just good. I mean, just good. I mean, how many porn stars can be that wrong? Am I right? <laughs> All right. Crowd full of guys, man. Uh, you know what? Uh, Greg Ghetto, your previous comedian, Greg Ghetto brings up a great, great question. Is it okay to beat your spouse? Uh, <laughs> I think I think it's okay. Uh, I think it's okay. I mean, uh, would you? I, I was think, I was thinking about that whole thing that he was talking about that he caught his like his brother's wife uh, having an affair, and I was thinking to myself, I was like, what if his like brothers? What if like his brother is just like a terrible husband? Like, what if he just is? Like, what if he just like he, like beats her or something like that, and that's her outlet? Did you guys think that? Would you guys feel bad for him snitching on her then? Come on, where I mean, come on, uh, would you? Clay, would you would you still snitch her out? If she, I mean, she came to you with a shiner and she was like, "You know who fucking did this, Clay? Your fucking brother did this, sucking someone else's dick. That's how I get my. That's, that's the only way I can make it through the day." Would you feel bad then? Yeah, yeah, bad. You would still rat him out. Oh man, dude! I hope no female bookers are are listening to this. <laughs> there goes Clay Newman's career right there, dude. Oh, he would still rat out a poor woman. <laughs> they better be, dude, because I'm about to drop some fucking bombs, dude. <laughs> uh, I didn't even realize we had a lady in the booth. I'm sorry. Uh, and do you do you think that's okay? Would you would you rat out your if I, if you were in the that guy's if you were in Greg's shoes would you do it? See we're divided, <laughs> we're divided. See I mean what what's is it a bigger sin cheating or beating someone? What's I mean I'm sure like in olden times or they call it like biblical times you know it was probably cheating was probably a big deal but I mean still you know like now we're in modern times you know like. What's a bigger deal, you know? I mean, does one cancel one out, you know? Like, has anyone ever cheated on anyone? Anybody in this audience ever cheated on someone? You in the back, you have? Unfortunately, that's a great, that's a great way to answer that, unfortunately. Have you ever beaten a spouse? No, but I'm two years older than me, so. Oh, all right, yeah. Well, you deserved it, dude. You fucking deserved it. <laughs> all right? <laughs> yeah, the table's at, oh, um. That's what you're talking about. Um, I guess we can. I guess we can talk about dogs. Uh, <laughs> I guess we can talk about dogs now. Yeah, you know what? Like I have a dog. Like I, I love dogs. I'm a big fan of dogs. I have dogs. But you know what? The weird thing is, like, who? Like, there, I'm sure everyone here owns dogs. Like, you, you ever go to like someone's house and their dog comes all over you? Like, it just jumps on you and it starts playing with you and it's all excited to see you. And your owner and the, that dog's owner is like, oh, it can smell your dog on you, dude. That's why it's all excited, you know. It's, that's why it likes you so much. Uh, you can be – every time I hear that, I always think like, hey, why can't your dog just like me for me? <laughs> you know, why do I have to bring in this other dog into the picture? Like, am I not good enough for this dog? Like, I have to, I have, to have a pro bono something? I don't know. I just threw in that word there. How you doing tonight? Good? Did you, what happened? <laughs> just silent is kept? Yeah? What's, uh, what's your name? Me? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> 
Everyone knows I'm talking to you. <laughs> Everyone is clearly. What's your name? Jason, man. What do you do when you're not uh, killing the audience right here? These jokes. Oh, you're a photographer, man. That's good, dude. That's, do you, you do like obscure shit or something? Like you take a picture of a dove on a coming off the Golden Gate Bridge or something and call it amazing? No, what is it, child photography? No. People <laughs> like bring their kids and they photograph. You guys went somewhere <laughs> complete. I don't. You, you guys are a sick and twisted group of people, man. I said child photography. And you guys immediately went in a bad place. No, have you ever been to fucking Sears? <laughs> Fuck, dude. People can take pictures of children. It's not fucking illegal, all right? Fuck. <laughs> Am I right, Jason? <laughs> what, what, what do you usually photograph? Oh, cool, man. That's fucking, that's legit, dude. It's a good... Do you, have you ever, have you ever like, titanic the girl and told a girl you wanted to take her picture and shit? Does it work? <laughs> I mean, when you're a photographer, like, I'm sure you're pretty, like, you're a great photographer, and, and like, you probably, like, come to my studio. <laughs> That's pretty, like, oh, I want to, oh. Well, it's not evil if she's going to come, bro. <laughs> I mean... I mean, she's in the studio. I mean, it's all set up, man. She's like, you're like, you're so gorgeous. Let me photograph you. Oh, you're, you're gonna be the next. This is you're like modern day Andy Warhol, dude. And you're just like, anyways. Uh, <laughs> so, so you do get a lot of chicks then. Oh, uh, that's an even. I feel like there's a, a, a lot of good answers tonight. <laughs> a lot of you get it just enough, man. You're fucking okay. Keep it profile must be the shit, dude. <laughs> All your pictures are professional. <laughs> uh, uh, so I used to, um, I used to go out with Taylor Swift. Uh, you guys know that. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the thing that I always, I always got the impression from Taylor Swift is like every time I like like Taylor Swift seems like the kind of girl that still wants to be best friends with your mom after you break up, you know? <laughs> well, you know that type of girl that's just like, oh, like your mom's still a sweetheart. We can still go to yoga, you know? Like, oh, I want to show her those wonderful world of Zumba, you know? And it's like my mom was 50; she shouldn't be doing this shit, you know? It's like, <laughs> but she's still there, you know? And it, it's so weird, right? Like, it's so weird. Like, why would you still want to be best friends with that person? You know? Why would you still want to hang? Like, what? Like, you're not gonna talk about me? Like, it's like the one connection you guys have. But, like, it's so weird. It, it, it's a very, very uh, girlfriend thing, like, ex-girlfriend thing. Because, like, it, you can't do that as a guy. Like, guys can't do that. Like, we can't be best friends with our girlfriend, with our ex-girlfriend's dad. That's, it's unheard of. It's, it's not natural. It, it won't never, like, like, no guy's that fucking cool. Like, Jason, you're not that cool. I'm sorry, all right? <laughs> like, you're not that cool. I'm not that cool. No dad is that okay. Like, they're like, you can't walk into a bar and they're like, oh, how do you know Mike? And he's like, oh, I used to fuck my daughter, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, he broke her heart, but damn it if he's not a good hunter, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, like, I've only gone out with, like, one white chick. And, like, every time I do that voice, I just imagine there's, like, a white dad behind it. <laughs> like, I don't know why. Uh, but I think uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe because I, I secretly yearn uh, for, like, a white dad. I don't know. Uh, they're just the coolest. <laughs> you know, like, let's just call it a spade a spade. White dads rule, man. Like, 
You know, like I was, I was going out with this girl in college. She was white. She had a white dad. Like we were at her house once, and we were, we were just watching TV. And then like uh, her dad was like, "Oh, it's getting late." He's like, "Mike, you staying the night?" <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "Is this a trick question? Like, what? Like I don't know what's going on here, man. Like this is like, like, because that would never come out of the mouth of like a black dad or like Latino dad without like rent in the word, you know? Like, just doesn't doesn't, doesn't happen, you know? It doesn't happen, man. But uh, a lot of you guys are on dates here tonight, you know, and uh, <laughs> and I'm gonna leave you with this piece of advice my mom always gave me. You know, she always said, Mike, you can tell a lot about a woman where she's been, who she is, who she's been with, you know, by the tattoo on her titty. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is true, which is true. I wonder what it must have been like to grow with a mom with a titty tattoo. You know, that's, that's like a whole other world right there. You know, I think, it's, I think the only way, like, your mom can justify, like, a titty tattoo is if your dad's Axl Rose. <laughs> you, know, like, you guys have been a wonderful audience, man. Thank you guys so much. Good night. Pray for Paris! Keep it going for Michael Brandon. Oh, man. Well, hello, audience. Welcome. I hope you guys know we already established a rule. You have to laugh at everything. That's how it goes here at Pantamsis Comedy Clubhouse. Uh, where are y'all coming from? You, uh, we'll, I'll make it more specific. Everybody at once. Where is everybody coming from? Cool, me too. That was pretty fun, you guys. All right. I think we can call them warmed up, right? You guys are officially warm. Uh, you two, where are you guys coming from? Oh, yeah, you two. Pass. Now you duck. Duck. All right. Yeah, you guys. No, now you don't duck. Uh, uh, I got to get better at words. This lovely pair right here with the purple shirt and gray shirt. Where are you guys coming from? That's pretty cool. Where y'all work? Broadway and we're just working the streets out there. You guys ever need a sweet piece of ass? Come by Broadway and Battery. That's your guy. It's this pimp next to him. She will beat the shit out of you if you're rude to him. Don't do it. She is very aggressive. All right, this next comic coming to the stage is a fantastic individual. I enjoy her very much, and you will as well. Give it up for the hilarious Moon Show. Um, that sucks that you got off of work so late. You must have real jobs or, like, work at Hardee's. <laughs> um... Like, not a real sweatshop. Like, a tech one. Yeah. My boyfriend... I don't have a real job. Uh, I'm 30, and I babysit. Um, which means I'm killing it. I'm killing it, you guys. Uh, as a 15-year-old, um, I'm killing it. <laughs> My boyfriend, though, he has a real job, uh, which I think is, like, super sexy. You know, he's like a real man with a real job. He uses words like business expense and like case of the Mondays. It's really sexy. Um, <laughs> um, I'm glad that there's another lady here. Um, I wanted to say ladies, but really there's just one of you, one more of you. Uh, can I ask your name? Uh, 
Wensy. Wensy, wouldn't it be great if dicks came in any other flavor than dick? Yeah. No? Mm. Are you straight, Wensy? Yeah. But you're okay with the flavor of dicks? Is that too personal? <laughs> too much? <laughs> um, hmm. Guys, what do you think? Wouldn't it be great if dicks came in any other flavor than dick? Does it matter to me? <laughs> I'm just, uh, I am super um, not ever going to give another blowjob for the rest of my life, I think. Um, I'm taking a stand. It's a pretty common stand. I don't think I'm like a, a hero or anything. <laughs> um, they're just, ugh, I can't. I don't know. I see, like, I guess it's been on my mind. I'll just see, like, just things in regular life and think, like, ah, I wish that's what blowjobs were. Like, I wish this is what blowjobs were. This is pretty easy. This is very easy compared to an actual blowjob. Um, but, yeah, I, uh, I have been using a new form of birth control uh, called the pull-out method. Um, it's where I pull out my tampon and only have sex on my period. <laughs> Works every time. Nobody wants to have sex with you. Um, it's pretty good. I, um, I, I guess I'll talk to you about my boyfriend. He, um, he is a man and, um, a pretty good looking one. He, uh, but, uh, he makes, like, anybody in a relationship? Yeah, no. <sighs> Anybody ever been in a relationship? Yeah, right? I just feel like I don't know if they're really about love so much as they're about the ability to be like, whatever, fuck it, I don't care. That You just need that kind of an energy to have a successful relationship. It's like... You just have to be able to s just feel like wh whatever. Uh, it's like it's like you have to be okay with like losing in a game of tennis when the other person isn't even good at tennis, and you're Steffi Graf. You just have to say fuck it. That's a dumb joke. Um, my boyfriend makes me mad though. He makes me mad because uh, he he'll get mad at me when I talk to another straight man, because he thinks like, oh, what are you flirting? You want to, you know? That's like a common thing with men. Uh, but it's unfair because my boyfriend literally has all gay male friends. Like, oh what, gay men are known for not wanting to fuck guys that look like Madonna's backup dancer? That's what he looks like. He's just like, it's unfair. They love you for your personality. That's why they want to talk to you. Because it's not why we started talking. It's not why we continue to talk either. Uh, we did have a little bit of a break. We took, I, we took a week off um, to really think about things. And uh, I learned a lot. Uh, the main thing I learned during our break was um, I really need to get my own Coke dealer. Is uh, <laughs> um, yeah, 
boyfriends. I think that's it there. Um, it's like one of those things. I don't know. We've been dating for like six months or something, which is a really long time uh, for me. And I think it sh- should be a long time for everyone. Um, but it's like, I don't know if we're still together because we're in love or because I'm 30. You, does that make sense? <laughs> it's Because um, I don't really know. I've never said I love you to somebody else. Uh, it's not, I'm not like, I don't know how to really like measure love. Like I don't know when it's appropriate to say I love you. Like do you know you're in love like depending on like the number of brunches you've waited in line for together? Or like, you know, do you know you're in love uh, by the number of morning after pills you've taken? How many morning after pills does it take before your boyfriend tells you he loves you? Anyone? Jason? Was that your was that not your name? Is that your name? Okay. Do you know? <laughs> um, it's not four. Hoping for four, but it's not four. Uh, I um gosh. I guess dating is hard in San Francisco. (laughs) Cool. Um, Yeah. Dating. uh, Do you guys do online dating? Yeah. It's awful, I think. Um, Mainly, I think the worst part about online dating is the dating part. Um, Because to me, that just means you have to, like, spend a lot of time waiting around. You know, you wait for your date. You wait for your seat, you wait to get your food, you're waiting to take this guy home so you could sit on his face. (laughs) Then you have to wait for his mom to pick him up. It's just, it's weird, weird world. Um, Yeah, so I'm gonna say that's my time. Thanks, Clay, give it up for your host. Keep it going for Moon Show, fantastic work. Moon, I think dating might be hard for you because you go straight for sitting on his face. You got to work up to that. That's the one thing. Like, it's sit on your face and thumb up the butt that the guys are like, I need it to be led up to. Am I right, fellas? Don't just sit on my face. Maybe I just exhaled. It's dangerous. It's about safety, you guys. Uh, This next comic does not encourage sexual safety. I can pretty much guarantee that. There's nothing, like, I'm pretty sure you've never even seen a condom. Uh, I can say that about you. (laughs) I don't mean he's not fucking, I just mean he had no idea what to do with a condom. Uh, Give it up for the hilarious Connor Marshall. Sexual safety. Not into it. No helmets. No knee pads. Shoulder pads all out. Hello. How are you guys? Good. Good. Right on. It's nice. My name's Connor. Uh, Marshall. That's my name, yes. Just turned 22 years old. 22-year-old dude. It's been a big year for me, guys. It's been a huge year for me. 
finally put things in my butt. <laughs> Not just things. I didn't just walk down an alley and was like, oh, there's a Furby and a hammer. Let's see what happens. <laughs> it's my finger, a marker, because I want to be an artist, you know. I picked green. Felt earthy at the time. I don't know why I did it, but I put my finger in my butt and I didn't feel in danger. But I definitely didn't like it at all. <laughs> I felt like I had to poop a bunch. And then I took my finger out and I pooped a bunch. <laughs> and I learned three things in that toilet that day, you guys. One, I don't like things in my butt. Two, green is my favorite color. And three, I can make my butt throw up. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, I am this age, so I think about drugs and butts all day. Um, LSD is my favorite drug. It's my favorite one. I used to eat a bunch of acid this morning, but I don't anymore. Um, I used to eat a lot of it. I realized that I was eating too much acid uh, when I started getting bored of space. <laughs> my friends are like, hey, you want to watch a documentary on space? I'm like, black hole seen them. <laughs> the abyss of nothing been there. Cool it, right? Lay low for a sec. You guys know that feeling when you're on acid and everything feels really wet? And then you realize you're peeing on your own hands? Because they ever do that thing? It's a good thing for my brain. It does positive stuff. Last time I realized that I am a good dude, uh, bad at being a person. Does that make sense? Like, I'll give each and every one of you the shirt off my back now. Uh, but it smells like shit. You don't want it. I haven't washed it in weeks. Like, I know I'm not here for me. I'm a comedian. I'm here to make sure everyone's laughing all the time more than me, and I get that. And I also know that I think it's funny to eat pennies, and I got three in my tummy right now. So I'm not great at stuff, you know? It's because I'm lazy. It's because I'm a lazy guy. Uh, today, I sat and took a piss until I had to shit. I was just on the toilet all day. Just kind of hung out. Tell you guys a tiny tale. This is a new thing. Uh, just got out of rehab. Um, yep. Yeah. I call it rehab. You guys might call it my parents' house. Um, it's whatever. I was in there for 31 days. In there. I went home for 31 days. And uh, for 30 days, I either had a dream where I was committing suicide or someone was breaking into my house. And uh, on that 31st day, I had a dream where an old lady asked me to poop on her tits. Now, I looked up the first two dreams, and me killing myself means that I was trying to like kill a part of myself if that was me. The people breaking into my house means that like my personal space is being invaded. That makes sense. Uh, and I just didn't look up the third dream. <laughs> just assumed it meant I like pooping on people. I actually looked it up about a month ago, and it turns out that if you have a weird poop dream, it's you trying to tell yourself you're bad with money. <laughs> so most people think it's a real thing, uh, which totally makes sense because I've been spending so much money pooping on people, you guys. <laughs> it's a very expensive habit to have. It costs a lot of money every day to poop on someone. Come on. You guys got button-up shirts. You know about it. 
numbers. I don't even know what that means. You guys, you guys know numbers. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, what else? Do I have time for a story? Can I tell a story? Yes. All right. Uh, I uh, played sports growing up. I sucked at them. Not good. Um, <laughs> it's not good. Uh, I played football for a second, and I lost my last game 72-0. Uh, I got sacked 26 times. Yeah, I rushed for negative 125 yards. It's uh, my only record in football. I wrestled, though. Um, my first match, I'll never forget. I got a, a kid in what's called a figure four. Uh, now, if you don't know what a figure four is, it's kind of like if you were 69ing someone and the person on top had control of the person on bottom's hands. Uh, well, I'd lost control of his hands, and I didn't know what to do, so I just sat on his face. Just sat on this kid's face and being new to it, I didn't know what to do. So I looked at my coach. I'm like, hey, what do I do? And he's like, hey, don't fucking do that, dude. <laughs> Seriously, you suck at this a lot. And I could feel the kid immediately losing air real fast. And I say feel from the gas of air right around my butthole. And the way that his face moving bull in between my butt cheeks. And the last test right here, this kid, he reaches around and he punches me in the stomach. But when he punches me in the stomach, he also forces a fart out of my ass <laughs> onto his own fucking face. <laughs> yeah, ref calls that potentially dangerous, rightfully so, farting on that kid's face. And he gets up and he looks at his coach and he's like, he just fucking farted in my face. His coach is like, what? He's like, he just fucking farted in my face, man. Coach is like, that's not illegal, I don't think. There's <laughs> no points off for that. It's the only time I've ever won the match. Uh, I had the other team cheer for me, and I gave a kid pink eye, you guys. I'm a triple winner. That kid went home a loser. Now with pink eye. And on a strong laugh, you guys. Remember it. All right, I'm going to do this one one more because I need to say this thing before I get out of here. I always like ending on this. This is my favorite thing. Uh, my first girlfriend, uh, her brother-in-law's a pastor. <laughs> and uh, when we broke up, he sent me a hate letter saying that he hopes God punches me in the face. Yeah. Now, what he doesn't know is that I can take a punch. Especially that thing punching me isn't even real. All right, you guys not real. My name is Connor Marshall. Have a good night, you guys. Connor Marshall, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this next guy coming. Oh, well, that was a quick entry and exit into the world of comedy for you guys. Thank you for hanging out. I feel like we got some good Yelp reviews out of them. I feel like that is going to be nothing but good things out of their mouths about this show. Uh, it's a bummer because I was excited to see their reaction to our next comic. Uh, this next guy is honestly my best friend that's a genuinely terrible person. Uh, I really like him. Give it up for Zach Wiseman. Hey, guys. Happy 9-11-2, guys. Happy 9-11-2. I've been waiting for a global crisis to capitalize on for a while now. And I think this might be the one, guys. So I'm gonna have some t-shirts. I would like to sell you all the ideas of t-shirts real quick. All right, okay, uh, the t-shirt, it's gonna have a plane 
like this, and it's going to have an Eiffel Tower flying at it, and it's going to say 9-11-2. <laughs> think people buy that? I think that's a good one. They say 9-11-2. Uh, this, this could never happen in America. You do you do like uh you do like like the Home Alone silhouette you do the Home Alone two move and you'd be like uh nine nine eleven two lost in not not New York. <laughs> I would like uh okay, uh nine eleven two, uh, at least we got Cosby, huh? Is that a shirt? I think people would buy that. You know it's uplifting. I bet craft services were way better. Uh, on the filming of this 9-11. You know, I mean, it's just France. That's, they got better food. <laughs> Guys, I'm having a great day. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> this is the best day I've had in a long time. 9-11-2. Ah, <laughs> uh, this is the worst day ever. Because I'm never going to be this happy again. <laughs> Nine eleven two. You ruined me. Uh, fuck. Nine eleven two. You broke me this time, world. <laughs> I think we should just call 9-11s, uh, we just rebrand them. We should do, we just, uh, like, take, we, it'll be like Die Hard, right? And we'll just call it Forget Hard. And we have Forget Hard 1, and we have Forget Hard 2. Uh, an evening in Paris. Forget Harder. Did you, I never forgot this one coming. Huh. <laughs> That's it, That's all I want to do. <laughs> Thanks, guys, I'm out of here. I have genuinely never seen him this happy before. Uh, it's really disturbing. Uh, this next, Jesus Christ, I uh, love that guy. This next comic is uh, coming to us by way of Los Angeles. I'm excited to see her do her thing. Give it up for Danielle Arce. Cool. I, I literally just left Oakland. <laughs> I just did a set over there. Man, different world in Oakland. I, uh, my friend and my friend Eric and I were stopped at a stoplight on our way there, and there was a guy crossing the crosswalk with his headphones on, just jamming. I mean, it was it was awesome because like he was here and he's jamming out, and he stops in the middle of the crosswalk and he points to the cars as if they were his crowd, and then he keeps going. <laughs> And I was like, oh my God. I looked at my friend, I was like, that guy is having the best day ever. And like, I wanna know what he's listening to. Like, what's got him that pumped, you know? Maybe it's hip hop or rap, you know, some Dre and those Beats by Dre headphones, but I'm like, no. I think he's probably listening to like show tunes or Disney music, you know? <laughs> like, what if in those headphones, it's actually a, oh, I just can't wait. To be king, I just, <laughs> that would get me pumped. This guy's a Disney fan. 
You're my crowd. <laughs> my crowd. Um, I actually uh, grew up uh, listening to a lot of Latin music, and that confuses some people because this doesn't look Latin. Um, but a lot of people, uh, nobody can really tell what ethnicity I am, but nobody ever asks me nicely about it. It's never what's your ethnicity or what's your background. It's more of a confused look and a, wait, what are you? <laughs> like, what are you exactly? <laughs> well, exactly, I, I am a lady. <laughs> And I tell people, well, I'm half Hispanic and half Italian, and I guess that just means that I'm Persian. So <laughs> that's what I roll with, because I'm hairy enough to qualify. You know, it's it just makes sense, being half Hispanic, half Italian, being this hairy. I don't know. Um, I, my best friend is Persian, and that's how I know, because uh, one day we were hanging out, and she's like, oh, I've been shaved in like two days. And she's like showing me her leg hair. I was like, oh my God, me neither. We're best friends. We do the same things, right? And I pull up my pants and she goes, oh, yours is worse. Straight from the mouth of a Persian. <laughs> Mine is worse. Um, but it's interesting that like, you know, I'm a feminist. And for those of you like, I hear the word feminist. Some people are like, think I'm, I'm saying I hate men. But no, I'm the kind of feminist where ladies, if we could all get along, we would rule the motherfucking world. We would. No? She's just giving me resting bitch face like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm serious. So next time you see like a girl that's like wearing the same top as you, instead of giving her the stink eye, go up to her and give her a high five. Be like, we're in this together, bitch. Let's do this. You know? But like most feminists, a lot of them, not most, but some feminists are uh, growing out their armpit hair, which I think is pretty cool. For those of you who are grossed out, there are some people who get really grossed out by that. I say if men have the right to grow out a soul patch, uh, women should have the right to grow out our armpit hair. I think that's fair enough. Um, but a lot of these feminists I've noticed that are growing out their armpit hair have like really thin hair, blonde, light brown, translucent. It's just like, wait, how? Like if I tried that, it would look like I'm smuggling two little black kittens under my pits. Like that's just, I would be offensive is what I'm trying to say. Like if I let my body do what it naturally does, I will gross out so many people. They'd be like, oh no, go home, Chewbacca. Sick. You know, I don't know. <laughs> but it's, it's interesting, I, uh, I'm also married uh, to uh, a Latin man, and to some of you that might sound kind of strange that um, I am married to, uh, I happened, that I am married to a Latin man when this haircut says, <laughs> let's be honest, <laughs> and the leather jacket too, I guess. Um, but I, I, am, I am married to a man, he is a man. Um, if you guys are interested in getting this haircut, you can just go to your local barber shop and ask for the feminine dictator. That's, <laughs> that's what's going on here. Uh, the nose ring is because I didn't get enough attention as an adolescent, so I'm living out my teenage angst at age 28. That's what's happening. I love my dad. Now. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's cool. Um, I'm really happy in my marriage, and people are often confused by that. They're like, how? What's your secret? You know, it's 2015. What? How are you this happy? And I'm like, we're soulmates. And they're just like, okay. No, seriously, what's the secret? <laughs> Come on. I'm like, no, seriously. And then I like, have to like prove it to them or something. I'm like, all right. Well, you know, like I'm a comedian. I'm a starving artist. I'm scraping to make my way through. And um, he's a nuclear electrical engineer, so soulmates, motherfuckers. <laughs> You know, I did not pay for this jacket. You know what I'm saying? 
for those of you who are like, this girl's a bitch, you know, like, or like, you know, if you're jealous or anything like that, like, don't be jealous because you can find your soulmate too, ladies, just the way I did on sugardaddy.com. That's where you can find your soulmate. Um, I love my husband. He's actually a nuclear electrical engineer in the Navy on an aircraft carrier, which I think is pretty badass. Uh, a lot of props to him. Uh, he's been gone for a long time, and people like to ask me, is it hard that he's gone all the time? Is it difficult that he's gone? I'm like, what a fucking ignorant question. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, it's great. It's great. He's gone all the time? No, it's awesome. I'm deprived of love and sex and affection. I'm de very D-deprived, you guys. Deprived of the D. It's a lot of fun. It's a good time. I can't sleep at night. I know, but it's okay. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, um, I, have a, I have, do have some fears in life. Um, I have a fear of ferrets. <laughs> it's kind of strange. Fuck ferrets. I don't know what it is. They're like half weasel, half cat. No, thank you. <laughs> I don't like them. I uh, can't explain that one. I'm also uh, afraid of getting blood drawn. And I'm actually going to be moving out of the country in, in about a month because my husband's going to be stationed somewhere else. And I had to get blood drawn. And I was freaking out. I had the most anxiety. And I was shaking like a wet, scared chihuahua. I was just like, like, what? No. <laughs> Do we have to do it? You know, just that scared. I'm like, is there any other way that we can extract blood from my body? There's got to be another way that we can extract blood from my body. Like, can't I just floss? You know, I have gingivitis, you guys. <laughs> That's where that was going. <laughs> Everyone's like, this is a period joke. No, gingivitis, even worse. <laughs> even worse. Um, I also am afraid of bugs. As a woman, I guess I'm afraid of bugs. And uh, recently, my apartment got infested with ants. That sucked so hard. And when I say infested, it wasn't like, oh, there's a little trail. It was like the entire perimeter of my apartment. And I was like, wait, how did this happen? I live on the third floor. How did this happen? And my theory is there was the cat food, and there was one ant who found his way because I had killed two ants earlier that week. I forgot to say that. I had killed two ants earlier that week, and I was like, got him, done. No, there was one little motherfucker ant who made his way through, found my cat's food, and was like, winner, winner, chicken dinner. And I'm going to call all my homie ants with his sonar communication. And this is how it went down. Hey, hey, yo, fellas. Hey, yo, fellas, pick up. This is Antoine. Hey, yo, check it. I found the good shit up here on level three. Forget about the hot dog on level one. Forget about those breadcrumbs on level two. I found the high quality premium protection by IAM's cat food up in this bitch. Call up all the homies. Call up Anthony. Call up Antoinette. Because we going to have a party tonight. You know what kind of party we going to have? We going to have a fancy feast tonight. What's up? Because <laughs> it ain't fun if the homies can't have none. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, I have, I have to use that voice because the ants were black. So... Had they been brown ants, I'd use like my family's accent. You know, like, oye, vato, somos a comida comida de gato, eh? <laughs> you know, I don't <laughs> And if there were red ants, that would be way too racist. <laughs> and plus, like, I don't think I could, I could get mad at red ants infesting my apartment, you know, because they were probably there first. Racism! <laughs> <laughs> That's not racist if it's true. Okay, um, I got a I got a compliment recently. I'll, I'll close out this amazing set with this. <laughs> I got a compliment recently that 
Someone told me that compared to other comedians that I could be a model. I was like, okay, thanks. I'll take it. I'll take it. But guys, I opened the latest issue of Vogue recently, and come on. Compared to other models, I could definitely be a comedian, right? <laughs> I'm Danielle Arson. You guys have been wonderful. Thank you so much for the time. <laughs> We've lost Danielle's hat. All right, that was a close one. Um, I really like that ant joke. Uh, actually, it was really close to happening. Uh, Woody Allen wasn't supposed to be cast in Ants. It was supposed to be Chris Rock. It would have been exactly like that. <laughs> would have been a great movie. I would have been way more on board. Uh, but yeah, give it up again for Danielle. That was really funny. Thank you for making your way out here. Danielle has that rare Hollywood look. It's a combination of Anne Hathaway and Hitler. Um, <laughs> it's a sweet combination. <laughs> uh, this next comic, uh, I've worked with him a while ago. I've seen him on the TVs. Uh, you may have too if you've watched Last Comic Standing or Tosh.0. Very funny dude. Give it up for Eric Escobar. What's up, guys? Y'all ready to have fun tonight? Let's make some noise. Let's have some fun. It'll be great. Um, I'm not in the best mood. Uh, last night, someone got shot right outside my apartment. And I was freaking out, man, because it was the first time I've ever used a gun. All right? Very scary. Very scary. Uh, I'm not from the Bay, I'm from Los Angeles, but I like the Bay a lot, I like San Francisco. Y'all are really like aggressively liberal, which I like, that's nice. Uh, first day I was here, some guy asked me a loaded question. He was like, yo man, are you pro-gay? I was like, shit, I'm not even amateur gay, all right? When did you guys get a league? Come on. Can I do fantasy gay? I'm gonna draft you. Yo, let's go, let's do it. Um, but it's nice, guys. I got myself a date tomorrow. Yeah, buddy. Um, so we've been doing like this like little, like oh, you guys know how it is, like Facebook flirting, where you like, like each other's photos a lot and like comment and stuff. And uh, you know what's up, man. You got your heart as fuck. Um, but nah, she posted this thing today and she put, this is madness. So I posted something really cute, I had a little comment, and I posted a music video from a band called Madness, which I thought was really goofy and adorable, um, until I realized uh, she was posting about the tragic events that happened in Paris today. Um, bad move on my part. There was a bunch of bombings, there was a bunch of terrorist attacks. It was horrible. Um, now it's weird, now I don't know how to act on this date. Like, are we gonna hold hands? Are we gonna cuddle? Are we gonna French? Fuck it if you didn't like that joke. I thought that joke was the bomb. Boom! Boom! Because there was a bombing. 50 dead, guys. 50 dead. Um, I want to tell you this. I've always been really fat. been really insecure about my weight my whole life. Uh, so much so that when I was a kid, um, probably like junior high, I was so sad about my size, um, I would cut myself giant pieces of cake to hide the pain. And... <laughs> Boy, oh boy, did that work. <laughs> I feel like, I don't know, I feel like I'm fat because I hate fruit, all right? Like, I might have an orange slice once in a blue moon. 
Thank you. Thank you. I'm on a new diet where instead of eating, I just smoke cigarettes. Uh, it's great. Uh, you lose a bunch of weight in the beginning and then a bunch more during chemo. So um, that's good. Told that joke once at a cancer benefit and it killed. Absolutely killed, guys. It was great. But uh, let's, uh, let's do this. I want you to cheer. Make some noise if you've ever had a shitty roommate. Who's ever had a shitty roommate in here? Clap it up. A few of you. Cool. Awesome. Um, if you're quiet right now, you were the shitty roommate. Let's just think about that. Uh, I had the worst roommate um, down in SoCal, man. She was just really, like, loud and annoying and my mom. And uh, <laughs> whew, she would get mad at me over everything. One time she caught me smoking and she freaked out. I was like, what's the big deal? It's only meth. But my mom... She's this adorable little Filipino woman with a really thick accent. Like, remember when I was growing up, she'd always be like, uh, oh, Eric, 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 do you want to go surfing? Do you want to see the ocean? Do you want to go see the beach? What did you just say, Mom? <laughs> do you want to see the beach? No, I don't want to see Grandma right now, okay? <laughs> Get off my back, jeez. And I feel like I'm a horrible Filipino, all right? Because I'm a vegetarian, so I don't eat dog. It's tough. Y'all are racist. Y'all are fucking racist. Uh, my dad's Mexican, so it's fun being Mexipino, you know? Because uh, that shit evens out. Like some half Mexican, or I'm sorry, since I'm half Filipino, um, I'm already losing my hair. It's really horrible. Like I'm 25, already going like super bald. But it works out because uh, since I'm half Mexican, by the time I was five, I could grow a mustache. Yeah. I just hate my Mexican last name. It's Escobar. Because everyone hears it, and they think of what? Pablo. Pablo, exactly. They're like, oh, you part of some kind of Colombian drug cartel? And um, it doesn't really bother me anymore, because they'll be dealt with. <laughs> they will. They will. Um, I did just get out of a five-year-long relationship. That's fun. Let's talk about that. Uh, the crazy thing is, what I miss about it is she would want to fuck, like, five or six times a day. And if I was lucky, <laughs> one of those times would be with me. So uh, what a hoe. That's what I say. Uh, I am trying online dating. Um, I'm on Black People Meet. <laughs> Heads up, you do not want to spell meat wrong, okay? <laughs> that is a completely different website. Also get messages. I'm like, ah, who could it be? Huh, doesn't even fit on the screen. Look at that. Oh, my God. She's Louise. I tried uh, J-Date for a little while. J-Date was weird because I have, I met a girl on J-Date, but I have nothing in common with Jewish women, all right? Like, I'm Catholic. I love bacon. I know the Holocaust never happened, so. <laughs> That's the joke, guys, all right? <laughs> I'm Lutheran. But, um, thank you. Thank you. Oh, I want to talk about this. This is kind of new. Um, I've recently uh, fallen in love with professional wrestling. Do we have any professional wrestling fans in the house? All right, this joke is just for you. Here we go. You're going about two minutes solo show. All right. Uh, my favorite move in wrestling is um, when you grab the guy's head and you like slam it into the mat. Um, some fans call it an RKO. Uh, some fans call it the diamond cutter. Uh, my boss calls it a fireable offense. So um, that's tough. That's really, really tough. And it's weird. I feel like wrestling um, is very, very odd to like as an adult, all right? Because um, I feel like it's a lot like weed, 
wrestling is a lot like weed. Like as a kid, it's this thing you're not supposed to know about that's kind of cool. But as an adult, whenever I do it, I just end up in my underwear on a ladder screaming, fight me so I can take your belt. Um, it's tough. It's tough, guys. Very tough. Uh, I want to let you know this. Um, I recently uh, went on a first date with a Native American woman. That was exotic and interesting. Uh, I was hoping it would work out so our kids could go to college for free. Uh, if you didn't get that, it's because if you're Native American, you get free college tuition, just in case you were asking, how? Um, I'll take that. I'll take that. Uh, I currently uh, live in the woods. Uh, that's really weird. Really hard to bring girls home when you live in the woods, okay? They're always like, this is really creepy, and get me out of your trunk. So um, we'll see. I work in the woods because I work at a summer camp. It's cool working at a summer camp. Whenever my kids are really, really awesome and cool, I give them all Capri Suns. Uh, whenever they're assholes, I give them all Capri Suns, but with the straws ripped off. Apparently that makes me an asshole because they're all amputees, but whatever. That's like my favorite joke, <laughs> hands down. Um, hands down, you guys got that. What's really insane is uh, I got a buddy right now. He uh, just came back from Iraq. He did two tours in Iraq, and he actually um, lost uh, both of his legs over there in an accident. And what's crazy is now he's back. He has a lot of problems. He, uh, he just joined Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, but he's in a wheelchair, so how does he get through 12 steps? I don't know. I don't know. You can laugh at that. You're allowed to. That's fine. That's fine. Let's push the envelope a little harder, guys. Uh, I'm from L.A. Uh, a team down in L.A. is the Clippers. We got the Clippers. Um, and they were just sold for $2 billion. All right? The team was sold for $2 billion. $2 billion for 20 black guys? <laughs> I call that inflation. Um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you, man. Um, let's wrap up, uh, let's wrap up on this, guys. So, um, I want you to have fun tonight. If you guys smoke weed, smoke weed. If you guys drink, go and drink. But if there's one thing I would like to advise you to not do, it is acid, okay? Uh, do not do acid, because I remember the last time I did acid, I was 16. I was having a crazy trip when my little brother walked in and asked if he could try some, which is the one thing you do not want to hear as an only child. You just don't, <laughs> that's tough. Thank you guys, my name is your guys, Kabar. Y'all are great, you guys are wonderful, thank you. Keep it going, Eric Escobar. This is Nothing is Sacred Tonight at Mutiny Radio. I love it. Uh, this, this next comic coming to the stage, your headliner for the showcase portion of the evening. He is the drunk British uncle that we all deserve, you guys. You all need one in your life, and it should be him. Uh, some of you know him as Griffin Daly. I know the truth. He is Old Sideburn. Howdy. Ah. 
sugar plum. You a wrangler boy? Huh? You been cow poking? Hmm? Oh, I bet you. What? You don't understand. What kind of fucking town is this? You don't know what cow poking is. Well, I bet you like to ride that bucking bronco, don't you, honey? Mm. Bet you could ride that old stallion to a standstill, couldn't you? Yeah. Mm. You ever been bucked off? A bronco? Hmm? You? been out riding the range, round up them strays, them young'uns, you rope them down and you punch them in the rump with that big old branding iron. <sighs> Smart's a bit, I bet. Uh, but it's a man's life, real men. Going out on the trail drive with all the guys. Sitting around that campfire at night. Drinking that whiskey. Telling stories. Holding hands. Oh, I'm not supposed to tell you that bit now. Oh, it gets mighty cold on the prairie at night, boys. Yeah, he just got one blanket and that big old saddle. For a pillow, yeah, you gotta snuggle up against your buddy for the body heat. Back to back, most of the time, you know. Well, it's a man's life, cowpoking. I'm getting old. Thinking about settling down, maybe get myself a filly. But I don't reckon I could live in a house, you know. Claustrophobic. Born on the move. Wagon train. Yeah. First three months of my life, all I saw was a fucking sky. Rolling by. Birds. Trees. Uh. You ever draw on a man, boy? No, I don't mean with a gun, I mean with a pen. You ever draw pictures on them? We used to draw on old Larry all the time. Take all his clothes off by the campfire, play tic-tac-toe all over his body. He loved it. The feel of that ball pen rolling over his skin used to try it. Oh, yeah. Get so excited sometimes he'd whip his old lasso out and start playing with it right in front of everybody. Uh, I used to call him Tic Tac, of course, you know. Times have changed. Now they just call him Hashtag. Fuck, you know, young'uns. Times have changed. Last time I went out on a goddamn trail drive, all these young cowpokes sitting around the campfire with their fucking cell phones, sending each other dick pics. 
They're right fucking there. He's right next to you, boy. I mean, come on. Takes all the surprise out of life, don't it? Well, you know, see the women know. You don't want to see it first off, do you? Keep falling off my horse. I can't go out no more. My legs can't hold on to that saddle no more, you know. That's about all I got for that guy right now. Not bad, though, is it, Moon? It's all right. It's coming along. That's old sideburn. Yeah. He's a nice boy. He's all right, you know. Bit gay, but who gives a fuck, really, you know. <laughs> San Francisco, I mean, you know. I've got an imaginary gay side, you see. That's not bad. We like to pretend, don't we? That's what we're doing, right? Playing around. I loved your acting with, with the with the great stuff with all that. Yeah, wasn't it? Shit, acting. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff, Dan. They call you Dan. I call you Dan. You are. <sighs> We've all got someone, with, you know, like a relative or one, someone who's like in your circle you don't really like. They show up, don't they? Unfucking announce, annoy the shit out of you, right? They come and knock on the door in the evening about seven o'clock when you're settling down, right? Oh, fuck me, that's him. I'll come in, you know, because it's your brother, right? You've got to let him in. And you chuck a big pizza on the table and he goes, Oh, I didn't hear the uh, delivery man. And you go, Yeah, well, I'm not spending $25 on a deliciously fresh made fucking pizza delivered for you. That shit's DiGiorno. Thank you. First time out. One laugh. <laughs> Anybody ever tried this? You know, I mean, I can imagine it's such frozen fucking crap, really, isn't it? I don't know. I'm not as poor as most of you people, so I can afford the real thing, you know. I don't know. I don't know. I was watching this program. The nearest planet that's possibly habitable is actually 600 light years away. That's not that fucking far. Know. No, he's not really. They reckon that they've been there loads of times. Because they here's the thing, right? Time, uh, space, it's all fucking irrelevant. It just goes on forever, right? These guys could have been at our level of technology like 50 million years ago. What the fuck can they do now? If it's true. I mean, they could. They say they've been here for like, 5,000 years, right? Don't they? They may be. They make movies about it, right? All comes from the imagination of scientists, actually. But they reckon that planet actually revolves in about one Earth hour. So that means, like, you get up, have your breakfast real fucking quick, do 20 minutes of work, <laughs> come home, rush home, Shag the wife for five minutes, clean your teeth, and jump in bed for 20 minutes. <laughs> hey? Sex lasts like probably, I don't know, two, three minutes or something. It's like, that's all the time you've got, isn't it? Hey? <sighs> but imagine those guys are up sitting up there. They could be watching us right fucking out. They could have little things floating around in the atmosphere here that we can't even see. 
because they're so far advanced and they're watching us. Imagine, right, you two. Is that your missus? Yeah. So imagine you're at home tonight shagging her, right, at about, about midnight. You're banging away, right? And these guys on another planet are fucking watching you. You don't know. They might be. Eh? Can you imagine the guy's got his, like, telescope thing and he's like, oh, look at these two here, number eight. Oh, he's got number eight. Yeah, that fucking five inches. Now, look. There they go. Here they go. Whoa, oh, oh, oh. And come on, baby, have a look. Oh, fuck it. Too late. It's all over. See, I told you it's always two minutes. Oh, he probably starts. Takes longer now, though, doesn't he? It's been all this time. How long have you guys been together? Yeah, to oh, What? Oh, yeah? Oh, well. You look old enough to be, like, more than two minutes. That's all I'm trying to say. I'm trying to give you a bit of respect here, dude, all right? She wouldn't be with you. She's, like, five years older than you, I can tell. She wouldn't be with a young dude like you if you were only lasting two minutes. That's all I'm trying to say. Fucking good artwork, isn't it? Must be worth at least five bucks each. <laughs> I'll take them all. I'll take them all. Who paints this stuff? Clay Newman? Chris Rocky. Does he? Actually, they're good. Yeah, not bad. I buy and sell art. That's why I know they're worth at least five bucks each. The frame one's 12. Now, I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. No, they're, they're like, it's pretty good fucking stuff for a seven-year-old, you know. It is, though, isn't it? <sighs> making fun of people. It's not nice, Griffin. Stop it. Stop making fun of people's art. I can't paint myself. I'm getting fucking old. Oh. I tried to fucking, you know, for a few years there, where you, like you turn 60, you know, you put it off, like, you know, and you get on and you're, like you're, you're 50 and, you're, and you think you're middle-aged, right? And then it gets creeping towards 60 and, you still, and I'm still middle-aged till I get to 60. And when you get to 60, it's like, no, I'm not really old yet. I'm not really, I'm only 60. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, you cunt. You look in the wind, look in the fucking mirror and you see all the wrinkled shit, you know. I can't help it. I don't even like old people. <laughs> old geezer coming towards me on the street, right? Fluffy white hair, face like a scrotum. <laughs> I'm trying to avoid him. I go this way, he goes that way. I go that way, he goes that way. Then I realise I'm walking towards my reflection in the window. I don't look that bad, darling, do I? I? Don't look that bad, do I, really? No, not too bad. Not for 66. <sighs> Young old fart. This is cool, I like this stuff. I'm thinking of getting out of the art business and going into this creepy stuff. Yeah, why not, right? Good shit. Fell over three times in a month, right? I go to the doctor. He says, oh, Mr. Daly, why did you fall down? I said, well, that's the only direction you can go when you fall. <laughs> I thought you fucking know that, being a scientist and everything. You know. 
I said, no, but um, what did you trip? Were you tripping? I said, no, not since Woodstock. stopped me last night you broke the speed limit I said nah it's still the same <laughs> I said get out of the car I said I want you to stand on one leg close your eyes and touch your nose like this three times can you do that I said I could if I was sober can we do it tomorrow <laughs> coppers don't like that stuff but it was Marine County, they're a bit soft over there, you know. They had to beat the fuck out of you if it was you. But see, I, I'm, you know, we do get away with shit, don't we? Some guy on Facebook today saying, oh, we're not really, white privilege doesn't really exist. Bullshit. It exists like fuck. Right? Otherwise I wouldn't be here, I would have been deported fucking 20 years ago. <laughs> yes. Got caught for something, and the guy in the fucking immigration says to me, "I said, well, you got like 30 days to get out of the country." I said, "Can you make it two months?" <laughs> I said, "You're pushing it, but all right." He says, "You know, if you were Mexican, you'd be in a fucking jail cell right now." I said, "No, I didn't know that because I, you know, hadn't been here for a while." After the two months was up, but the end. Getting towards the end of the two months, I go down there and I say, can I see the supervisor? And she comes out. I said, look, I've still got some business I haven't cleared up. Can I have another two months? She said, why don't you just have three months and be done with it? This is fucking true, I'm telling you. This is white fucking privilege in action right here in America. That's what happened. Does that annoy you, Eric? Yes. It fucking annoys me because I don't want to feel like a cunt. But you guys... I don't want to feel like a fucking arsehole, you know, but I took it, you know. Of course I fucking did. You would if you had it, right? And if they, you, know, you would. So I went back to England, changed my name, came back, boom. They let me in again. Fuck, easy. Anyway. And yes, who said don't do cocaine? You, right? Don't do cocaine. You keep. <laughs> I'm not fucking joking. <laughs> Three years, and I'm telling you, you run out of money real quick, and friends, and business, and then you go, fuck me, I better stop doing this. Quitting smoking cigarettes was the hardest fucking part. <laughs> July the, no, June the 21st, 1988, I quit smoke 60 cigarettes a day, boom, quit. Cocaine, three or four grams a week, not too bad, but you know, it's enough. Quit. Weed, quit. Alcohol, quit for six months. Everything else I quit forever. They keep fucking offering you weed, right? All these, all these fucking, you know, <laughs> outside every comedy club, you want to hit grip. Ugh. Yes, but no. <laughs> I took a hit like two years ago with 
Chris Riggins and some other. Not Chris, <laughs> no, not Chris Riggins. Chris Storer and a couple of other guys. It's so fucking powerful compared with back in the day. I got fucking stoned by like two fucking it's like, oh, it feels fantastic. <laughs> Sit in the car for an hour before I drove home. Yeah. I'm just whiskey there. Why he called me a drunkard? I'm, I don't get drunk really, not before shows. I, I often have one shot of whiskey before a show. Sometimes two if I'm totally stressed out and I haven't made enough money. You know, <gasps> it's not to get on stage though. You know, right? And you, you know, you don't, you don't have to get to do this. We can do this stone cold sober at five o'clock in the fucking morning. If someone said, "Come on, get up and do a set," you would, right? <laughs> <laughs> But now I've got nerve damage in my feet. And when I walk, sometimes I can't feel the ground. I, I can feel it today because I haven't been taking any sugar and stuff. You know. Hello, mate. They don't really want to fucking hear all that stuff. You know, you're supposed to be fucking doing comedy, you cunt. Come on. But that's how you find good jokes when you start telling stories to people. Shit pops out, doesn't it? Oh, pick my nose now. She started a fucking chain reaction there. See? Try that again. Oh, dear. My first wife, I bumped into her a couple of years ago in England visiting, you know. She said, oh, you look the fucking same as you did 30 years ago. I said, oh, thank you, baby. She said, yeah, you always look 65. <laughs> I said, I, still, I see you're still not wearing lipstick. She said, oh, yeah. How did you? I said, I know why. She said, why? I said, because you couldn't keep your fucking mouth closed long enough to put it on. <laughs> uh, I loved her once, so, you know. How do you know when you fall, when you fall in love? <sighs> when she doesn't want to come round one night and you go, what? The fuck you talk? Who? Who is it? No one. When you know you're in love, right, buddy? When you can't stop thinking about her all day, right? You can't wait to see her. Like this guy. He's in love. She's like, don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are right. You guys are in love, right? I can tell. Yeah, it's fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. You never believe this fucking. You never, you never. Don't keep swearing. You never believe this. But when I was 23, I became a Catholic priest for the money. Priests make loads of money. People give it to you all the time. Of course, I asked for it. <laughs> I've been a con man all my life. That's what I signed up for. <laughs> Fucking money. Come on, money for the, for the church. Give me some money for the church, you know. It's all for the church. <sighs> Got rich in three years before they excommunicated me. No, it's like being a fucking gangster. It's true. Right? You don't do nothing and then you get fucking money all the time. We were the original hood, son. 
priesthood. <laughs> All you gotta do is chuck out the old gang sign, right? They can't say no, they think God's watching. <laughs> well, I've got to go now. No, Jesus was all right, wasn't he? He was a good, good bloke, really, you know, tried hard. <sighs> you know, if you're going to fucking be a prophet, try not to be in the middle of the Roman fucking empire. You know, <laughs> going to string you up, dude. But I'll bet you when Jesus... When Jesus died, right, everyone was like, well, thank fuck for that. Now we can start counting forwards in time. <laughs> was it 100 BC? Julius Caesar. Was it 500, no, no, 500 BC? Um, Tutankhamun. You see it in all the books, right? All the dates, right? BC this, BC that, 3000 BC. Thing is, how did they know? <laughs> it's one of my dopey Englishman jokes. Thank you. Yeah! Griffin Daly, your headliner, ladies and gentlemen. Good shit, my man. Griffin, I can't wait to find that jacket on the street after you throw it away. That, uh... Do you know what this is? What is that? I think this is... I think this is just old Ross. I think... No. <laughs> no <do we? laughs> I really hope you're going somewhere with this, Griffin. Ralph Lorraine, ladies and gentlemen. All right, I say I corrected. I hope you have the rest of the buttons somewhere. <laughs> I didn't mean to hit a nerve with the jacket, Griffin. I'm sorry. That is a fantastic jacket. <laughs> Honestly, though, one more time for him. That was a great headlining set. Yeah, it was great stuff. <laughs> you should catch him after the show. He's selling T-shirts with his catchphrase, ugh. Uh, you guys, this is Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. You all are awesome for hanging out. I really appreciate it. Uh, if you are so inclined... And you should be because this next dude, look at him coming in. All non-supportive of the first show, you son of, don't you thumbs up me right now, Todd. I'm mad at you. All right, I forgive you. Look at that face. Look at that face. You can't be mad at Todd. Todd is like the little brother that you feel bad for never inviting him to stuff. Like, you continue not inviting him to stuff. You're like, maybe Todd would have had fun here. Uh, oh, well. Uh, my name is Clay Newman. I'm your host tonight. Uh, and come back every Friday because we do this shit all the goddamn time. Thank you so much. Have a good night.
Don't come around looking for trouble 